I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. People will believe just about anything, it seems, when it comes to COVID-19. Chronicle reporter Sam Whiting is here to bust some myths about garlic, holding your breath, swimming pools, and even contracting the virus through your shoe. Sam Whiting, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heather. It's good to hear from you again. I miss seeing you um, in the newsroom, but this will have to be second choice. We're all the way across town. I'm about as far away from you as I can get and still be in the city limits of San Francisco. (laughs) Well, you have a really interesting story up now on sfchronicle.com about some common myths about COVID-19. Wanted to just start by asking you why you think so many of these weird myths are spreading. What about the virus has people believing some pretty silly ideas? I think it is just the hysteria on the street. I think it started right away when people were told to get six feet apart and some people wore masks and some didn't and some walked right down the middle of the street to avoid other people. And I just think that started this whole thing of people wanting to know what is true and what is not true. Um, And I think since so many scientists and researchers don't have all the facts themselves yet, um, people are kind of looking to some strange sources for information. Oh, it's true. And, you know, even some good sources that we thought we had turned out to be either not myths or we thought they were fact and they were myths. I remember talking to my editor and saying, God, I can't believe this thing that you can track it in on the soles of your shoes. And he said, wait, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, we still don't know, right? Right. Lots more to learn. But you found um, an interesting effort at UCSF to try to dispel some of these myths. Can you talk about how that started? Uh, I was uh, snooping around about the story, but I did not want to get into political back and forth. You know, the people who vent on the air looking for attention. So I just happened to hear strangely, uh, the story was kind of incubating until I heard about these UCSF medical students, and right away I thought, well, there's something that is at least a an attempt to do a concrete analysis of the myths. They're actually um, doctors and scientists, so that's a good step in the right direction. You, well, they're medical students, but close enough for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, they put up a bunch of these myths online, and I thought we could go through some of these myths um, together. I thought we could All do right. sort of like a, a COVID-19 uh, game show. I will ask you uh, something. You tell me if it's true or false and why. Okay, I'll give it a try. (laughs) Should people spray alcohol or chlorine all over their body because that will kill the coronavirus? I am going to say no. (laughs) That is a myth. That won't help anything. Uh, And what is the truth about that? Just avoid it altogether. Avoid it altogether. It's bad for your skin. It's worse if you, I guess, injected as our very own president of the United States at one point recommended. Right. Not a good idea. That would be one way to put it, yeah. (laughs) Okay. When you're walking um, on the sidewalks, is it true that the coronavirus can come up off the pavement and through the soles of your shoes and attack your feet? Well, that's the one that uh, my editor and I had the, had the debate on. But according to our uh, infectious disease specialist at UCSF, there is no evidence of that happening. 
and it would almost be impossible. I believe his words were, you'd have to get down on the pavement, rub your hand on the pavement, and then stick your fist into your mouth in order to get it. And that doesn't even take into account getting it off the soles of your shoes. <laughs> well, hopefully nobody's actually doing that. I the haven't San seen Francisco anybody do it sidewalks yet. are very dirty, so I would not recommend that. Okay. Is it true that the virus was manufactured in a Chinese laboratory and managed to escape? Well, that's another one that we don't know for certain, uh, Heather, but I, I, I tend to go along with what the UCSF expert said, which is that people are not smart enough to do this. Only the virus is smart enough to do this. The virus is smarter than people. Yes. Uh, you had a quote in your story, nature is going to be much better than a lab technician in causing destruction. Right. I don't think they could have do done that if they'd wanted to. Although right. I'm, sure, I'm sure people have tried. Yes. Um, the next question is hard to ask because I don't know how to pronounce these medications. But <laughs> there were a couple of... Um, prescription medications that were spread as being preventative of COVID-19. Can you talk about that one? Yeah, they, uh, I can't uh, pronounce them either, but nothing works. And this is, these are some of the myths that are still in dispute because I get emails about this. And I was even put on to a back and forth among a bunch of people, you know how these uh, emails fly around, about whether this works or whether this doesn't. I don't think anything is successful at preventing COVID. And that comes from a hypochondriac who still takes vitamin C every day. Right. Okay. Um, and is it true that wearing a face mask will prevent the person wearing the mask from catching the virus? That is false. And I was uh, somewhat dismayed to learn that because I've always been one of those people that if you get on Muni, as I know you do, Heather, and you see somebody wearing a face mask way back when, before COVID, you think that that person is trying to keep from catching something. You don't think that person is trying to keep from spreading something. But the truth is, all the mask wearers are only to prevent them uh, expelling the virus so somebody else can catch it. It doesn't have any effect on whether or not you can catch it from somebody else. Right. So we should all wear masks to prevent giving it to others, but it only works if everybody's doing that and then you won't get it yourself. Right. And then if you wear the mask, uh, and I've noticed this in my own social studies out on the streets, if you put a mask on, people give you a lot more leeway. Yeah. They think you've probably got it. That's why you're wearing the mask. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. This one was really weird. I had not heard this one until I read your story, but apparently this myth is out there. Is it true that holding your breath for 10 seconds or longer without coughing or feeling discomfort is an accurate test for t COVID-19? Uh, that is false. And <laughs> Shockingly, that one was that dispelled by the World Health Organization, I think, which is what the uh, med students used for a lot of their research on the theory that it may be true that if you hold your breath and you feel the burning, that might suggest that you have other uh, tests or you need other tests, but it's not going to tell you you don't have it just because you can hold your breath. Right. Because you can also not have any symptoms and still have it. That's true. It might be one test that would start you on the road toward getting tested if you felt the burning 
if you couldn't hold your breath for 10 seconds or whatever. It's a ni- it was one of those that's in the category of it's a nice try. <laughs> yeah. But it won't work. Um, is it a nice try to go outside and sit in the sun because sunshine kills the virus? That's a myth I've heard a lot. Well, you know, as a uh, person who's had many skin cancers removed, I would le- be the first to endorse that uh, theory. But uh, I, it, there's no truth to that one either. And I had not seen an influx of people sitting in the sun in order to fend off the virus. Right. Okay. Um, and are antibiotics effective in preventing and treating COVID-19? Uh, no, that's a myth. I think uh, Listerine's probably as good at, at uh, preventing COVID-19 as antibiotics. And you can't even take antibiotics unless you know you have something because the antibiotics can cause more damage than, you know, waiting around for COVID to hit you while you're on antibiotics, even if you can get them, but you can't. Now, the the technical answer to that is antibiotics treat infection caused by bacteria, not by viruses. COVID-19 is a virus. I'll be right back with Sam Whiting. I'm Heather Knight, and I'm back with Sam Whiting. How about this one? The risks are higher of transmission from a person walking in the opposite direction on the sidewalk. Well, that's one of those that I personally um, subscribe to because if you're walking on the street a lot like I am, there are people coming in the opposite direction, and you cannot maintain your six feet of separation Mm -hmm. unless you go out in the middle of the street, go on the other side of the street, or what have you. So I started thinking... This is the most dangerous uh, of all because if you're if everybody's walking in the same direction, you can keep your six feet. And so I posed this one to the doctor, and he shot it down the way he basically shot everything down, which <laughs> is when you get home, wash your hands. Don't worry about it. Right. I was reading your story, and the uh, person says that you would basically have to be cough. The person would have to cough in your face or spit on you. So hopefully that is not happening. Well, you know, that raises the problem of the other one, which is the runners. Yeah. So the runners do all these things. Uh, and more so than uh, simple pedestrians do. And you wonder if there's a runner coming at you and he's wheezing hard, he's working hard. Do I need to get out of the way? And um, so that's the greatest risk, but the doctor seems to think that's not a problem either because he makes a good point. What are the odds that this person has COVID-19? But that's, again, he likes to play the odds because the odds are very low, and a lot of people don't like to play the odds, uh, especially in the course of a pandemic. Yeah, he said that getting hit by um, somebody running who has the virus and sprays sweat on you is... Very, very small, less than 0.01%, which is good to know. Yeah, and he gives uh, a little bit higher uh, percentages to a few other things, but nothing he thinks is less than, I think the highest risk he gave anything was 3%. Okay. 3% odds. And should you inject disinfectant to kill the coronavirus? I want to say yes, Heather, because our president has told us to say yes, but I'm going to say no to that one. That's the one that can really kill you. That is a horrible idea. Do not do That's that. That's the one that can kill you quicker than, you know, probably a gunshot wound. Wow. And 
I just can't believe people. Uh, well, let's just hope that people are afraid enough of needles that they're not going to do it. <laughs> yes, do not do that. Okay, here's another one. Hand dryers and UV disinfection lamps are effective in killing the coronavirus. Fact or fiction? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's uh that's a myth. The uh th- those there's no proof to it and apparently they can cause uh lots of skin irritation that you don't need uh especially given the fact that it doesn't work. Yeah. And can the coronavirus be transmitted by household pets? Well, now that's one that caused a lot of dispute because I said that's a myth. And then my editor once again said, no, 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 that's true. I read it somewhere. So I went back to the doctor. (laughs) I read it on the Internet. Yeah, I went back to the doctor and he said, well, your pet could have it on his skin, but if you wash your hands, you know, with him it all comes back to washing your hands. And if you wash your hands then everything is moot. It's just like animal fur, he said, is just like any other surface. But on having said that, the virus likes uh, hard, hard plastic and poles. It doesn't like animal skin. So yeah, don't worry too much yeah, about he that. Said, he, you know, it's one of those things that he said, look, if that was happening, we'd know about it. Okay. How about this one? Mortuaries are declaring non-COVID-19 deaths to be COVID-19 fatalities to inflate the numbers. Oh, I'm glad. I'm so glad you asked that, Heather, because I uh, my research uh, said that's a myth. However, a doctor has since contacted me and says it's not a myth. I was uh, called by the coroner and told to declare cause of death to be COVID nineteen because the reimbursement rate would be higher. Wow. And knowing what I know about the medical business, I'm going to believe what that doctor says. I have not followed up with him yet, but he's willing to take my call. That would be a great story. I will look for it and have you on the podcast again. Oh, good. Heather, I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, I'll try to get an answer for that. I I suspect it might have been a one-time thing. If it's more than a one-time thing, we're on to something. Right. Okay, here's another one. Does eating garlic prevent COVID-19? Uh, the answer is no. And I don't know where yes came from. I don't know who uh, propelled that theory, but I will tell you this. After the story was published, a guy sent me a very cryptic email saying, I've been wearing a copper necklace. No COVID. So, <laughs> well, there you have it. You know, it's it's along that way. It ha- it, it hasn't. Uh, maybe the people who've eaten the garlic haven't gotten it, <laughs> and maybe the people wearing the copper necklaces haven't gotten it either. I have eaten garlic since the shutdown, and I have not gotten it. So there you go. And you you work harder than anybody. So if you're healthy, we're all healthy. <laughs> okay, the virus can live on a pole for three days and then leap out at you and attack. Is this true? Well, it can't leap out and attack. That's a bit of a uh, writer's uh, license. But if you touch the pole, the virus is on the pole in the exact spot that you touch. Then you somehow get the pole onto your face or somehow use that hand onto your face. It's conceivable. But you have to think, okay, now what are the odds that the virus is on the pole right in the place where I touch? Right. I mean, we know we know that uh, 
The coronavirus is smart, but we don't know that it's that smart. And how about this one, which we've also heard from the White House? COVID-19 is no more dangerous than the common flu. <laughs> well, uh, that's not true. But it, uh, the flu, I've, and this is one of those things where a few people have, uh, I think my doctor said that's the 3% three of the people who get the common flu die of it, and 0.01% of the people who get COVID-19 die of it. Therefore, it's not as deadly. But other people have taken issue with his number. So that's another one I have to look into a little bit. You do get a lot of conspiracy theorists who right away write to you about some of these things. <laughs> right. Okay, how about this one? You can catch the virus in a swimming pool. Well, that's another one that's subject to a, uh, some amount of debate because the doctor said that's ridiculous if you're wearing a mask. And it was only after it was brought to my attention by a reader that I thought, hmm, Who's going to be wearing a mask while swimming? Yeah. And then another reader wrote to me and said, well, not only do we not wear masks while swimming, but we're swimming in lanes and you're not maintaining six feet of social distance normally because the lanes are close to each other. Mm -hmm. And I have not uh, responded immediately to that because I'm still operating on the assumption that the pools where these lap swimmers are are still closed. Yeah, that's true. Okay, last one. And this is a really weird one I had not heard. COVID-19 symptoms are actually the effects of the new 5G high-speed mobile data service. Yeah, that was another one that was uh, my editor was convinced of. But you have to keep in mind that he is from North Dakota. <laughs> so there is a there are people out there who blame 5G who who are seeking to blame everything on 5G in a in an attempt to stop it. And this is another one of their ploys and there's no evidence of it anywhere. Yeah. That one is just very strange. Well, thank you for clearing a lot of this up, and maybe we'll do a part two once you get some more answers. When I get the answers to that one about the uh, morticians, <laughs> I'll let you know. Great. Thanks so much for joining me. It All was right. fun to talk Thanks, to you. Thanks, Heather. Good talking to you. See ya. Thank you to Sam Whiting for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 